0: Episode sixty nine on the Nine Point Start the Dream Podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of the athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here is your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, yo, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Patrick Presgrove, and his story kind of lines are our current theme we have going on with every athlete has at their own normal. You know, Patrick was he the WMPT. At one point in time, he didn't think he could even be an athlete. You know, his normal was, you know, in in a wheelchair, just going through his daily life, and one day he got a pair of, you know, running blades, and he said, I'm going to run. You know, well, first he walked, you know, then he started running, and then he said, you know what? I'm going to do, you know, half marathon. I'm going to do the distance races. I'm going to do a half Ironman, you know, and he kept pushing to what, to a new level. You know, he didn't let what hand he had dealt. And I'm saying this all the time, you know, like the hand that he had dealt stop him. And, 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 and he has a big race coming up this week. And, and, and I kind of talked about into running with him one day. So I got to kind of start training so I can keep up with him. But, you know, and it, it's not, it's not about being inspired. And, my goal for this podcast and every episode that we have is not for this just to be an inspiring thirty minutes to an hour of of your time, but hopefully to be a catalyst, to be a a a moment that helps you take that next step to either achieving your goal or even saying, "I'm going to share my story." And so, Patrick Crescove, you know, great guy. He's super humble. Amazing dude, and what, and what he's done with Team Catapult. So, hope you enjoy the episode and let's get to it. Patrick, the question that everyone comes on is When you're younger as an athlete, what going to bigger dream goals you want to achieve?
1: Well, growing up, I, I never really became an athlete until about maybe six years ago. I'm 28 right now. Growing up, I had a lot of medical problems, uh, I was in a wheelchair. full full time by the time I was 14 a wheelchair at home and at school so at that point it was either being a wheelchair the rest of your life or the next option is becoming amputee so at the age of 14 I had elective amputations on both of my legs above the knee and at that time my only goal was to walk, just be a normal high school kid walking around school without you know holding on to the wall, walking with crutches, anything like that. I was just happy to walk around and not be in a wheelchair anymore. It wasn't until like about six or seven years ago a fellow amputee, a friend of mine, he was was a Paralympian. We had the same uh, clinic so with a, a little push and motivation from him and the clinician that we both share they said well why don't you apply for a pair of of running prosthetics so i applied for a grant and i got a grant for a a, a brand new pair of running prosthetics and i really i ended up putting them away in my closet for about a year maybe two years without the spirit to try anything new and fail so eventually i I got to a point where i was like I, i I'm missing something in my life. So I, I said, well, it's probably those prosthetics I have sitting in my closet right now. So I put them on. I started training. I couldn't run more than 100 meters at a time without stopping and, you know, completely out of breath. And it's just over time i built up my endurance and got to the point where I could run a mile without stopping, two, three. Five came without stopping and so on. So growing up, I really didn't have any athletic goals because I never thought being an athlete was even possible for me. Wow. Um, it wasn't until I found running as an team that I said, okay, now I know I can run, so now let's set some goals. So here we are.
0: Man, that's powerful there because cause, like, I've been doing a few interviews with a, with a few other like para-athletes, mm-hmm. and, and it's amazing how – it's not shown enough that the possibility that you can that you can still be an athlete, you know, even with a disability, whatever it may be, you can still achieve, you know, a sports performance. So for you, exactly. so for you, so, so as a kid, you you, you you start with just like, I just want to walk.
1: Yeah.
0: That's and, right. and that's wild because like a lot of the things they have for granted, you know, just like walking it for granted. And it's like, you were just like, I want this day. So for you, the mindset how how was it growing up what, 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 what like what was like what was your goals outside of walking or like what like what was your daily your daily like
1: um before or after becoming an MPT?
0: um let's go both
1: before i was just so this is something i i, make, I talk about often so a lot of people come to them. not just me, anyone with a disability, and they say, you've come so far, you've done a lot. And what I tell them is, first of all, thank you, I appreciate that. But when we are going for it, we as in anyone with a disability, we're just living day to day in the moment. So years down the line, we might look back and say, wow, we really did overcome something. but. Living our day to day life, we don't really know that this is all we know. It's normal. So it's normal. So we're just going through life. We just have a lot more we have to put up with and a lot more we have to worry about than someone without a disability. So before I became an amputee, my goals were just, you know, be a normal kid and try to be as normal as I can with all the parameters I've been put Um After I became an amputee, really the whole world opened up to me. Um, like before I became an amputee, I couldn't walk a mile at a time and you know, walk and talk with my friends or my family. Becoming an amputee enabled me to just, you know, be more normal. So, my my day to day goal was just be normal. As normal as I could. And then after I became the MPT, I said, Well this is as normal as I can be, so what's next? And that's what that's when I became an athlete.
0: The thing is though, is like what is normal though?
1: It, it's all in your it's all in your perception. Yeah. I mean, like I said, at the time, you know, waking up every day, your know, legs hurt this hurts you have to go through this routine every day, you have to be in your wheelchair at school because you can't walk, you know, all day. That's normal. But, so I guess in that sense, normal being, I would love to to commute and, you know, be a member of my social circle and my family and all that. I I just want to be able to be there with everyone Mm -hmm. and not, you know, not not hold anyone else back from having fun because they're making up for me. So, I mean, that's as that's close to normal as I, 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 you might call it. I mean, it, you, may, yeah. you raise a good point because normal is what you make it. Yeah. But as someone with a disability, normal could mean someone, someone less disabled than you. So I
0: mean, there's really no innocent way to put that. Yeah, for sure, and I, I, I think it's just like we all, we all aim to be like, to be, 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 be like the person that, that we're next to, but sometimes yeah. we're, we're like perfect the way we are, you know. Yeah. So, but for you, you said you, 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 had, you, had, you had in, in your collar for the, you had your um, what do you call them? I'll make sure calling call them the right thing. Your 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 what, what do you call them?
1: Oh my! my running bling, some prosthetics?
0: Yeah, you prosthetic study. You had in your it for a little bit, and because yeah. c- c- you were scared to fail. Yeah. At, at what point did you say, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to achieve it. I'm going to go for it.
1: Um. I really. I don't remember what clicked in my in my brain that said, okay, put them on. Let's start running. Um. It just got to the point where I was—I just felt like I was missing something, and I knew I had this option, and a lot of people don't have that option, and there's a lot of people that may never have that option, not because they can't achieve it, but because they don't have the same resources I had, in the form of I knew of this nonprofit, the Challenge Athlete Foundation, that if you apply. There's a high chance you'll get a pair of running, of running legs. Not everyone knows that, and then even if you know that, not everyone that applies is granted a pair of running legs. So it, it was a combination of me saying, "I'm," I feel like I'm missing something in my life, and then me realizing I'm taking this huge opportunity for granted, and telling myself stop doing that.
0: Definitely. So so when you began running, you, you said, you know, first it was a mile, then it was five, and it kept going. When when did you say, I want to race? I want to get into a race and give that a shot?
1: Um, Not long after I ran my first 3.1 miles in a training run without stopping, that was when I said, okay, I can sign up for a 5K. It's not going to be fast, but... I can run it. I know I can run it now. Um, my first 5K, I ran in 45 minutes, and it just took off from there. What? If you're a runner, you know after your first race, you, you get the bug. So you're like, okay, well, what am I going to sign up for next? Mm-hmm. So it only took that one. And I said I'm hooked. I knew I was
0: hooked. Man, I'm scared of that because, like, for me, I was short-distance runner. So like for me, it's like 60 to 100 on down. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything, anything more than a lap, I'm like gas for air. <laughs> so, 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 so you like you know what i'm gonna do a 5k and just go for it is is, is, is dope so so you, so you so you got the edge for it so when 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 you're training when it comes to you know having you know the like for anyone that's looking that's like wants to figure out how is training different or, or, or they're not different from anyone with able body or versus you know versus mm-hmm. you know and, is there any difference
1: um somewhat i mean we go through we all go through the same struggle um if it's hot outside it's hot for everyone mm-hmm. you know i mean if your cardio is not where it should be it's it's the same for you or for anyone um what what is different is i have to take it into consideration mainly the recovery time so as an amputee above me My recovery time can depend on a lot of things, like diet, how far the run was, whether I ran a 5K or a half marathon or a marathon. I mean, it really just depends because I'm running with a part of my body, that being my knee, I'm landing on my knee the same way you land on your foot. Your knee Mm -hmm. is not made for that. So your recovery is a lot different for an amputee. And even for a below knee, uh, if you have an amputation about halfway up your lower leg, you're not meant to run on that part of your leg. So you have to you have to take into consideration your recovery time, and a lot of that recovery is a mix of your personal, how healthy you are, how well you know your own body, and then you rely a lot on your prosthetists, the people that make your prosthetic, your prosth- prosthesis. You rely a lot on them so there's a huge level of trust and a lot of communication that has to go into your your prosthesis to have just the right fit so if i go run a marathon tomorrow hopefully i can walk the next day if not i might be out for a week and you know i can't afford that i have to go to work the next day so my recovery time is a little, you know, for an amputee, it's different for, compared to an able body. And then the other thing would be the prosthesis itself. I, I can't just walk out my door and go run and come home. I have to either change part of my leg to my running leg, or I have a whole another prosthetic leg, the socket and the, the running blade itself that I either have to take with me everywhere and fly that with me everywhere, or as opposed to someone that can just, you know, have running shoes in their car and go to the park and go for a run. So it's just, it's a little more cumbersome, but the best best part is when we are running, able-bodied or not, we're all running the same miles together. We're all in the same heat together. Running the same hills together, and we all cross that same finish line. So, even though the journey there is a little different, it's all, it really is all the same, and that's why the running community is so incredible because we're all in the same struggle together. So when we all cross the finish line, it's like, okay, we all went through that together. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the best part. It that's what makes it all worth it.
0: Man, I'm I'm thinking about that because just the thought of you saying, you know. You're like running on your knees, mm-hmm. and just I know, I know just from the, the the ACL side like like having like 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 jumping from me hurts sometimes because like no kind of cushioning like my my minutes or whatever so just you you're doing the pounding every every step yeah and you and you and think and, and you keep saying I want more <laughs> yeah I love, I, love it, <laughs> man. I love it I love it I love it. So so, cause I was reading upon you a little bit you you're doing Iron Man and everything like that like like what I don't know like like what inspires you to like is it more of just like you want to be an example of for you know, for other athletes like 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 what keeps you going to, to keep going for this stuff well, so
1: far well first first of all, I't want to take too much credit. I've only done a half iron man I have mm-hmm. a full iron Man on my calendar in the in the near future but first and foremost i do it for myself because i love doing this and really just proving to myself that i can because years ago i i never knew i could run and now i know how much more i can do so i want to go do it and then after that i want to be an example for other people like myself because Growing up, I didn't know any of this was possible. And now from social media and the internet, you could anyone could go on the internet and find, you know, a, a couple hundred people with stories similar to mine. And if they're in the same situation, they, I'm hoping they're saying, well, if they can, well, why can't I? So yeah, I am trying to be an example for others that are in a situation now like I was Six years ago, and I, I want to be. If I can, I want to be the one that gets some outside sooner. You know,
0: definitely. So, so say, so say, there's like a kid, a kid listening right now. You know, mm-hmm. or or say you, you're you're speaking to your to your to your younger self. Mm-hmm. What what would you tell yourself to uh, get to uh, to give it a shot? Just, to or, stop
1: right? stop being worrying about failing because you're going to fail even at even at the highest level you're going to fail so just don't worry about failing just start taking those first steps and let's see how far you can go with it that's really the hardest part is just starting
0: and then once you're starting you're you're saying i'm going for it
1: Yeah. once you're in you're in
0: so so like are there any like communities that you feel have kind of really been a part of your journey so far
1: yeah, the running community and the triathlon community has been huge. I mean, the same people I was nervous and scared to try and fail in front of are the ones that have embraced me with open arms, like, to a level I never would have thought. Like, I can go to the park here in Houston that I train at all the time, and it, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's like running with your family. Everywhere you go, i mean that's that's one thing that runners will tell you period that the community is so welcoming and embracing because no matter what your background is, like I said, when you 're running, it doesn't matter you're all going through that same that same run course together um, and the same with the triathlon community, and if they may have been even more welcoming because there's even fewer athletes with disabilities pushing themselves in the triathlon world. So they might feel even more like outsiders, but that's not the case. I mean, the triathlon community as well, it's just so welcoming. I mean, like it's just like racing with family every time you're out there. It's awesome.
0: I need to try it out. Right now, my cardio level isn't that great though. I ate a lot of pizzas, so gotta cut it out a little bit, but. <laughs> I need I need to give this a shot though. Like one day, like, one day I'm gonna join you out there in Houston. We'll we'll go for it. Well, you can find one, and
1: uh, I'll listen with you. Okay. Sure.
0: All right. I'm 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 all you to it, Patrick.
1: I'm hold you to it. I'm waiting
0: on you. <laughs> oh snap. Okay. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. So when you finished that half marathon, I mean I mean, I mean the half Ironman, mm-hmm. like how how did it feel just to come to just of just the sense of knowing that, that achievement? Like, like what was it? Like, what were your thought process when you crossed that finish line?
1: Uh, at the moment, I was just saying, I cannot wait until this, this run is <laughs> over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It was just, it was years of hard work all coming together. And I knew it was just a, a step in the direction I wanted to go because I'm not stopping at a half Ironman and I don't plan on stopping at a full Ironman and I just knew that this was years in the making mostly learning how to run and become stronger mentally and then learning how to swim with my amazing coach and being able to use a hand cycle through uh, uh, ham cycles through other non-profits because at the time I didn't have my own ham cycle. So it was just all these people that had helped me get to crossing that finish line on top of all the work I had put in, on top of racing with my own team, my my team I raced with here in Houston, Team Chemical. It was just like it was a lot and at the moment it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, so it was that crossing that theory line was very special.
0: Love it. So, so you say, you heard there's sure a Team Catapult. So can you explain more about that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so Team Catapult was founded in 2015 here in Houston. And our goal is very similar to CAF, Challenge Athlete Foundation. We are here to provide training, coaching, number one, a community for uh, athletes with disabilities, namely mobility impaired, meaning muscular disabilities or amputees and visually impaired, so blind, blind athletes. We also are here to get out funding. So last year we gave out 28,000 in grant, grant funds just to disabled athletes all across the U.S. and a couple international. This year actually last week, we just finalized fifty thousand in grant grant funds. We also are starting a sponsored athletes team going from twenty nineteen forward, meaning some of the top disabled athletes you know that apply, we are sponsoring them at, at their highest level. actually um, in twenty sixteen when I when I really started running. And as of twenty eighteen last year, I'm I'm one of the the handful of people that help run it now. So if anyone out there has a question about anything, reach out to me. I'll I'll point you in the right direction. And not just with Catapult. I'll point you toward any other nonprofit I'm aware of that can help you out. So that, that's what we're here for. And I've been with them since twenty sixteen, and they have provided that local community here in Houston that really helped get me outside and just stop worrying about everyone else and say, I have a community here. I'm going to go participate with them. And they were the ones that really pushed me to keep, keep going in the direction I am.
0: That That's awesome. Like you said, like all the grants you guys are doing. So, so like, in, in that space, like, in, is cost really like one one of the biggest factors? Kind of kind of kind of hold back athletes from really, I guess, getting involved with like sports like that.
1: One hundred percent. Running prosthetic prostheses just the way can go for thousands of dollars. I mean, as a double amputee like myself, I you know six years ago I didn't have probably ten thousand dollars laying around just to just to enable me to run that's not even to run well that's just to get me up and running um a hand cycle can cost anywhere from 2500 up to another $12,000 I mean wow. and insurance is insurance is not paying for any of this so if not for nonprofits, profits I would not be where I am so yeah money is an enormous barrier to entry for, even if you're not an athlete yet, I mean, it's, it's, a lot of people can't afford to become an athlete, so, yeah, money is probably the number one thing in the way of more people becoming active.
0: Probably especially like youth athletes, because they're mm-hmm. still, they're still growing, so a parent yep. can't, can't drop 10 grand when you're, you know, seven years old, and by the time you're 13, you need a pair, right, and it's.
1: No, but if you're seven, you probably need a new socket by the time you're eight, eight and a half or nine. I mean, you grow so much. A new socket for an amputee is custom made for that point in time. So oh, wow. even, even for myself, if I lost five pounds in one of my legs, you know, I would have to either make up for that some way or have a whole new socket made. And just that socket is, you know, thousands of dollars itself. So yeah, for a, youth, uh, uh, a child, you're looking at, I, I can't even tell you, tens of thousands, but it's from the time they're elementary until high
0: school. Dude, that's, that's crazy.
1: And that's like, without insurance.
0: That's, that's like college right there, tuition right there. You're, you're sitting yeah. on just to be able yeah. to have enough opportunity to walk.
1: Just to, just to be a kid, just to enable your child to be a child. I mean, so that's where nonprofits come in. Yeah, like catapult and CAS and uh, a whole bunch
0: of other ones. Definitely. So, so what's the so what what what's the website for catapult? Team I mean,
1: Catapult.org.
0: It's so interesting that you don't hear enough about the stuff like this. You know, it kind of it's almost like a, it's almost like kind of hidden a little bit. It is.
1: I mean, once you know someone that knows, most of the time, once you know one or two of the main nonprofits. It's not hard to find a whole bunch of other ones, but if you're not aware of some of those top nonprofits out there, you kind of feel like you're in the dark. So you go to your prosthetist every, you know, every appointment, and if they don't know about it, you you really don't know about it. So a lot of people are in the dark, and that's our that's our number one goal is outreach, just making sure more people that need what we are offering can find us. And then if we can't help, we'll send you to someone that can. Because there are nonprofits nonprofits out here that all we want is to help people like myself. That's all we're here for.
0: Definitely. Do you know any in Phoenix at all, by chance?
1: Off the top of my head, no, but I could could email you a list. I'm sure.
0: Definitely, because I want to find a way to just like really that's me like I'm really big on youth athletes, mm-hmm. and i i I really want to find a way that we can just kind of just just echo this out just like, mm-hmm. like by catapult about them and other across the world because it's like so many kids are missing out on being like you're saying being kids exactly that's the joy of falling out and getting back up just yep. because of money, and it shouldn't be yep. that I agree um, for sure so so what's next for you, Patrick? you know as any, any rates coming up or anything big?
1: I'm planning on another half man in September. Um, one half marathon in October. I'm running the Houston full marathon in January, which is training for my second Boston marathon next April.
0: Okay. So if I want, if I, if I, if I want to join you one day, how do I train?
1: What you're a runner, you know how to train.
0: I mean, like <laughs> a hundred compared to a, yeah. a few miles. So I mean, like just like the, the, the day I wanted to run in January. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's plenty of time.
0: That's plenty of time. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: So, if you want like a a structure, I would highly recommend googling Couch to 5K, and that that is probably anywhere from a six to an eight week plan. For someone that doesn't run at all to run a 5k. And for yourself, as a former runner, a lot of what you've trained will come right back to you. Um, For myself, when I started out, like I said, I couldn't run a hundred meters without feeling like my chest was going to explode. Really half the guy was just showing up, you know, just saying, wow, that really sucked. Let's go do it again. Oh, that sucked even more. Let's go do it again and again and again. And then the hardest part at first is just building up your cardio. Um, so you might need to, to do some cross training like swimming or cycling or strength training.
0: I do a, a little crossfit now, so I mean.
1: Oh, you're, you're, you're running, man. You, you tell me the race, I'll, I'll run that with you too.
0: Okay. But
1: for anyone out there that's not a runner yet, just Google couch to 5K modify that to how you need it to and you can run a you can go from not running to the 5k in a couple months for sure
0: all right so let's see it we're now in what june so january you're running in houston you said
1: i'm running the full marathon in january um Ooh, full marathon. what's that
0: a full marathon oh
1: <laughs> yeah I feel, I feel the same way i don't know why i'm running it either um you might need, need a little more time to train for a full, but you prefer run a half in six months, no problem. Okay. Absolutely.
0: We'll find a will make we'll make it happen. For sure. Awesome, my man. Well, so last last question for you: so social media wise, where are you at?
1: Uh, you might have to share my my Instagram handle because it's not it's a little complicated. It's just, okay. Just a All bunch right. of letters. Um. You can find my our nonprofit at, uh, on Instagram at Team underscore Canterpult on Facebook at Team Canterpult. Just search that. Where else? Uh Search my name, Patrick pressworth on Facebook, and you'll find my athlete profile. And if you put my name in Instagram, you'll find my, my, my profile on there, but my handle is a little complicated. But right, yes, I mean, just put in my name anywhere and you'll probably find me. And I'm, Anyone can reach out to me at any time with any number of questions. I'm always willing to help out. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone that does.
0: Awesome, man. preacher, you can take time to talk to me right now, man. Like, I really enjoy just learning. Like, I've learned about your journey and it's about the, I won't say the problem, but how there's an opportunity there that really helped a lot of people. You know, yes. through, we can just how it kind of help magnify the message that, that that you guys are about. So I love it. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one. Opportunity away. Peace.